Hi, and welcome to another edition of our People First interview series, where we shine a light on great companies that not only do interesting and cool work, but most importantly, look after their people. Identify Global is a market leader in personalized career management and talent acquisition, specializing in the legal tech and legal services market with great candidate experience guaranteed. Check out identifyglobal.com for more information on the roles we cover and our latest jobs. This week, I have the honor of welcoming James Murray Jones, Senior Director of Concilio. Concilio's consulting and services team assists legal departments of multinational corporations and their outside counsel to respond to legal matters, reduce legal spend, minimize risks, and operate more efficiently. Hi, James. How are you? Uh, good morning, Pete. It's great to be here. and Thank you for inviting me. No problem. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Whereabouts are you in the world? Uh, I'm in South London. Uh, and it's uh, the weather's not as great, but it's uh, <laughs> good and muggy today. So Yeah, well, uh, hopefully it gets better soon. Uh, um, before we get into it, James, um, we'll, we'll talk about Concilio, but um, t tell us a bit about yourself. Um, what do you do when you're not uh, leading the charge at Concilio? Uh, I try and keep busy. I try to exercise. Um, I tried something new this last weekend, went out on the river on a, on a kayaking course. So uh, really enjoyed that. Um, so I, I try and be busy when I'm, when I'm not working. But, um, yeah, that's something I'm, I'm looking at with uh, my, my sons at the minute, actually. Um, it's just something a bit different to do. So uh, you recommend it, do you? Certainly do. It was really good fun. Um, balance wasn't that great and uh, <laughs> I went in and got wet a couple of times so uh, but it was really good good stuff good stuff so um Concilio is a, a large business so perhaps you can give us a, a quick overview of, of of what they do but more specifically your part of the business and, and what what you contribute so I'm, I'm accountable for the project management team at Concilio uh, across EMEA uh I've been here nearly two years uh, but I've been in the legal uh, e-discovery sector for, for the last 15. Um, Concilio, uh, as a company, is the, is the global leader uh, in e-discovery, document review, and legal consulting services. And we have over 70 offices uh, globally. Um, that includes document review facilities and data centers um, in Europe, Asia, and North America. Um, we assist legal departments to efficiently respond to legal matters across a whole spectrum of industries. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. And, um, and I know from, um, you, you know, I'm going to promise not to go back too far, um, sure. but if we can go back to sort of uh, the dreaded March, 2020 and, and, and what happened at Concilio and, and, and specifically your part of the business, you know, what, what was going on there, you know, for such a global business, what, what were the conversations being had at, um, you know, both to sort of global and local level? Uh, that was um, 50 months ago now. Um, yeah. And it seems a long time with all the things that have happened since. So uh, looking back then, um, we had already started uh, as a global business to make arrangements for our team's uh, specifically in the APAC region, because that's where this all blew, blew up from. Um, and so we then started to think about what we needed to do here at home, um, here in, in EMEA, for example, but also in, in the US, and make preparations in case the need arose. 
So that meant trying to identify the correct equipment that, that we needed for our teams if they were going to work from home. Uh, we started looking at, at people uh, having to, to do that, putting people on notice. Um, and, you know, if we didn't have the right equipment, and, and most of us didn't really, when you think about it, we, you know, we were moving everybody from the office to home. We, we had to put our orders in and, and really quickly, because if I remember um, trying to get a mouse, pad, you know, a mouse or a, a keyboard after, you know, April last year was really difficult to do. Um, there, you know, there was a lack of stock in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine it's yeah people just assume that you know big companies like like yourselves would um just have everything ready to go but it's not it's not the case and um you know it becomes a logistical nightmare for for just as as bigger companies as well as small companies yeah so um and i know from from our previous conversations that you know you were worried you were what was going through your mind from a sort of personal and team perspective um more of a concern really for for the team uh, for our business uh, for the families and, and on a personal level how i was going to deal with this um you know i've spent my whole career working from an office um even when i was on the road selling um and as individuals we, we all we all have our own personal lives and the impact on each of us was going to be different uh, the challenge for us as, as a business and as leaders was to ensure that we took care uh, of our clients and our colleagues alike, uh, because whichever way you approach it, you can't have you know, quality in life unless you look at both of those areas. Yeah. And I, I know you, you, cause you like, you quite like going into the office, don't you? Or you did. I, I did. And, <laughs> and part of that was was uh, really just meeting people. Um, and I know it sounds strange, but when you look back, it was also, you know, seeing strangers even, uh, you know, what was going on and what was going on, you know, going on around you on the train or whatever. So, and and I did, you know, and I still do miss that social interaction. Um, but we've sort of learned to live with that. Yeah. So, I mean, we've talked about the equipment wise, but what what were your teams demanding most from you? I think contact, uh, communication, and and at that time, early on, was was support to get established at home. Um, you know, each person in our business uh, had different circumstances to deal with. Um, you know, some had older family, you know, living at home, who were more vulnerable to uh, to what was going on. Um, young children uh, and the closure of schools uh, and for many especially you know in central London a, a limitation of space um, you know to work from home people um, you know working or, or living in, in studio flats and, and uh, you know even flats where they're sharing with other people who are also working from home and, yeah. and so that was probably early on that the biggest uh, I think um, concern for people and what was, you know, uh, on their minds is how they were going to deal with this. And we all expected it to last, you know, three or four weeks, and then we'd all be back in the office. <laughs> yeah. And here we are, you know, 15 months later, um, and we're just thinking of, of how we're going to go back. Yeah. And, and how did you or, or Concilio meet that demand and those, those, those issues that your teams were facing? Um, so we set up daily calls uh, for each team. 
Um, and it was an opportunity to you know, talk through the day-to-day -day issues of work, uh, but also provide that connection with others. Um, we also helped individuals with where they needed flexi time um, and you know, equipment. So where people needed you know, a desk or something like that, or a table you know, that was of a certain size, we tried to look for those at the time. Uh, and to take care of those things that we all, you know, take for granted. Uh, you know, initially we were, you know, taking um, straws for, for who was going to go shopping when, right? Because you could only go to the supermarket at a certain time. Right, yeah. um, and so, you know, we'd help, we'd be on standby effectively to look after, you know, other people's projects while they went, went to the supermarket and did those things that we, we just take for granted every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People were getting used to... Um doing those in the evenings or outside of their working hours. But uh, yeah, it's not always possible when you're, you, when you're under lockdown and, and being restricted. So yeah, it's, um, I think, yeah, I think you underestimate those, those, those smaller, finer points, which can make a big difference. So yeah, I really like that. Um, what have you learned from this? I mean, you know, as a, as a person that's used to going in the office and, um, you know, managing people close to you and, and yeah, more, more importantly, what have you learned about your team? Um, what I think I've learned most is that we are resilient uh, as people uh, and as a team. Um, we were also very agile uh, when I think about all the things that we accomplished together, um, you know, and, and making those changes initially and beyond that. Um, we were supportive of each other uh, in helping people out um, and also helping people outside of the business uh, at the time. And, uh, and with that comes, you know, humility. Um, and, um, and I think we've learned that about each other in this period. Yeah. So, I mean, I know, I know you, you know, we've said you like going into the office, but uh, has, has, has your view changed on that? Have you become more comfortable working from home these days? Or? Uh, it, it has changed. Um, you know, I, um, I don't, we have recruited people from who are working remotely uh, before the, the pandemic came. Um, but I wanted at the time a stronger presence in, in the office uh, where we could talk to each other, we could train each other, develop each other. Um, and I, it, it's changed, right? It's, uh, I, I feel that now working from home, we, we've had to do that. We've had to find ways to support each other, to do some of those things that we were doing in the office, train, uh, help each other out remotely. Um, and it's also brought with it a degree of work-life balance um, with some, I think, some financial savings for people as well in terms of their, their travel and, and substance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's lots of uh, people traveling into London buying, who were buying season tickets that, um, you know, getting yeah. huge savings or, you know, it's almost like a pay rise. Um, what we've seen is, is where organizations are sort of demanding that sort of two to three days a week in the office. It's actually, they're no better off if actually it's because they're having to buy a week's or, or a month's season ticket because, you know, it's cheaper than buying a three day you know you know day pass or whatever it looks like so um yeah, but yeah getting that flexibility is, is really really important and what about your team of you know were they glad of the change or have, were they sort of very much office focused and and now preferring you know working from home uh, 
I think everybody has different home circumstances uh, and feelings are mixed. Yeah. Um, we all want to see each other, um, you know, and, 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 you know, we're liable to, to go and give each other a big hug, or, although we're not probably allowed to do that. Uh, I don't know what the restrictions are in, in certain areas <laughs> now, but, um, but as, as the sort of weather allows and, and as we can, we will come together socially uh, first. Um, but I think that's the biggest thing. We, we miss meeting with each other. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the first step, I think. Yeah. I think, like you say, if you if, depending on your home situation, I think, you know, when you've got a nice office where you can sit at home and you've got, you know, space where you can almost feels like you're going to the office yeah, I think it's different but like you said earlier if you've got if you're sharing a house you know especially in, in a city it's quite common you might be house sharing and you know yeah. they're, they're also working from home actually getting out and going to an office is uh it's almost needed let alone you know whether it's wanted or not yes. yeah yeah so yeah. um so how have you I mean you, you've given some idea of how you've had to adapt um to you know your um, the way you engage your people and, and the training and, and, you know, daily updates with your people. What about your, your customers and clients? Is, is that, have you changed the way you engage with those? Um, we, listen, we continue to engage uh, with, with our clients through voice, through email correspondence initially. We've started now to, as restrictions have begun to ease here in the UK, to engage with them in person in some instances. Um, elsewhere, it's down to local local restrictions. Um, we, we have, you know, we've built a, a greater reliance, I think, as everybody else has on, on video you know, conferencing platforms, uh, both with clients and, and internally. Um, and we continue to put the team safety first, uh, work closely with clients as we, we nav- navigate the changes ahead. Um, inevitably, you know, we're, we're trying to find our feet uh, as we go forward um, and talking to clients and seeing what's best uh, for, for them and for our, for our people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and from a business perspective, what change, if any positive or negative did the sort of lockdown and, and COVID, did it have an effect on the business? Did it, did you, did it affect more, more parts of the business than others? Um, it, it affected all of us. There's no doubt about that. But we've been very fortunate continue, to continue to provide you know, our various services to clients across the globe. Uh, we service uh, in each of our countries, you know, uh, people in, in, in other regions as well. So, uh, and, and most importantly, our business community and uh, continued growth has had a positive impact on, on our colleagues. Um, our business continuity, that is. Um, we have grown in the last year. Um, the additional, you know, pressures of, of worrying about job security was, you know, I think an initial impact for us. And that was a key objective for us at the beginning of this, this uh, pandemic last year. Um, and we wanted to preserve, you know, the, the jobs for, for our people. Uh, and we did that very successfully. And we continue to grow. We, you know, we continue to look for people. Um, we, you know, as I said earlier, we've missed that social interaction. Um, you know, we've been in our in our own bubbles for such a long time, uh, but we've started to come out of that now, and that's great to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it's an interesting point, actually, as, as we 
start to come out of lockdown. You know, everyone wants social interaction. I'm going to meet a client, you know, straight after this. Haven't seen seen him for 15 plus months. You know, it, even though he's a very good friend and things like that, I'm nervous about meeting him because I haven't seen him for such a long time. You know, it's it's you know, and and it was like that when we first went back into the office as well. It was just all a little bit awkward. I mean, we're back to it now, and it makes no difference. But I mean, what, what initiatives have Concilio put in place then to support mental health? Essentially, what 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 um what have you done in that space? As a as a business, uh, Concilio has always prioritized and promoted good good mental health and we were fortunate that uh, we had already uh, resources in place prior to to the lockdown that happened last year um, we have an employee assistance program giving you know colleagues access to some great resources um, our you know, private medical insurance provider uh, has provided some great material webinars sessions for physical and, and mental well-being. Uh, this year, we introduced um, uh, WellBeat globally, uh, which is an on-demand fitness platform. Okay. Um, you know, Pre-lockdown, we had various teams across the country who started the, uh, across the company, sorry, who started the Virgin Global Challenge. Okay. Whether you know that. And we had huge support from a number of people and we continued that uh, you know, during those, I think, the hour of exercise that we could do a day to try and you know, continue those, uh, those steps that we were doing. Um, we organized uh, numerous virtual social events, you know, like Escape Room and Murder Mystery and team events and quizzes. Uh, we were having lunch sessions beforehand, so we continued that after, uh, after lockdown. Um, and, and trying to get close contact with, with each team member, member really through those daily uh, team catch-ups. Um, and it's not just about, and I think I've touched on it before, but it's not just about the, the work aspect to it. It's those, uh, what I would call cuppa moments where you go you know, to the kitchen, you want, want to make a cup of tea, you have a chat with somebody about something, and it could be anything whether it was work or whether it was, you know, shopping or, or some activities or the football or whatever else. And, and so those daily moments of getting together were really important, um, you know, for, for, for a number of aspects. Yeah. And, and we also supported individuals through voluntary activities outside of work. So we had uh, people doing uh, Helping Age UK, and delivering food to those people who were in need, who couldn't necessarily get to the supermarkets. Um, and, you know, so we, we, we did quite a lot for, for individuals and, and we promoted that. We've continued to, to push that on, on, uh, on regular, you know, communications for people to have access to those. Um, we, we had a recent employee uh, survey uh, and, you know, the, the employee survey cited that Concilia was an inclusive company. And so we were really happy with, with that result. Fantastic. Yeah, I think, you know, one thing that's, you know, been smackingly obvious since the start of this is the, is the, the need and the want for interaction and to be part of something, to be, you know, to, you know, so working for, for an organisation is much more than just, a job you know in you know at the granular level for almost every person you know there's very few people out there you know that 
yes, they want the job, but it's more than that to them. And when you take that away, it, it you know, leaves a big gap in their um, social and, um, you know, their inclusion activities that, that go about, um, you know, that, that they go about on a daily basis. So um, on that, I mean, you mentioned there it's an inclusive environment, you know, what, what have you done or what do Contilio do to, um, to support diversity and inclusion? Uh, diversity and inclusion um, is something that our CEO, Andy McDonald, and our executive team feel extremely passionate about. Um, it's a, an intrinsic part of our, our company culture. Um, we have uh, three lead DNI roles within Concilio and the board uh, are committed to those. We meet uh, on a regular basis every month to discuss the initiatives that we have in place. Um, the, the, the members of the board um, represent a cross-section, really, of, of our business uh, and corporate functions, uh, and geographically as well. So, um, you know, last year, for example, we conducted two engagement surveys, surveys on DNI issues. Uh, we rolled out a company-wide training um, on unconscious bias, on race bias, on gender bias. Uh, we transitioned to a new improved recruiting and hiring platform to help us with those DNI questions and, and, and monitoring that. Uh, we started employee affinity groups across the business with each one of those with an executive sponsor to each group. Uh, and these were based on feedback that we received throughout those engagement surveys. Um, there's definite scope. You know, for us to continue our efforts and expand those affinity groups further, but we, we are pushing on that heavily across the business. Fantastic, yeah. And I think um, it's, it's nice to hear an organisation actually doing something as opposed to thinking about it. it uh, we, we hear this a lot where, hmm. you know, they have lots lots of meetings about things, but no, um, no, no, no feedback or no actual output from those meetings. So it's just fantastic to hear. So a um, couple of quick fire questions. Um, thank you for, for that, James. It's, uh, it's been really interesting and some rare insight into um, you know, such a large organisation like yours. And um, you know, it's fantastic to hear that um, you know, the things that you've done to look after your people through, you know, through this uh, crazy time that we've been through. Um, but two quick fire questions, okay? And I ask these at the end, uh, end of every uh, interview. And um, you know, this just it is for anyone listening that uh, is potentially thinking about joining Concilio and um, you know, potentially your team. So uh, no pressure, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, what does leadership mean to you? Uh, listen, it, it, it's about service, um, service to our colleagues, um, our, our clients, um, on whom we depend, um, and, and empathy uh, to, to understand what's, what's going on. Um, I think, uh, and a lot of people may, may have uh, be aware of Simon Sinek, um, and he said it, I think, best really, it's a responsibility to do more, um, not a license to do less. Like that, yeah. And what piece of advice would you give your peers um, around remote people management, given what you've learned? Uh, I think we have an obligation to listen to our colleagues uh, and to whether they're remote, whether they're in the office, combination of, of, of those two. 
we have to create a, a trusting and safe environment for them to work and collaborate. In. And it's, it's, it's as simple as that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you for that. James, uh, it's been fantastic. And um, if you're listening to this and uh, you're interested to know more about Concilio and James's team uh, or the wider business, uh, please check out their website. Uh, links will be available via um, the podcast. But James, it's been fantastic having you on. I appreciate your time. Pete, thank you very, very much. Have a great day.